I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to... Two Girls Watch TV. Alright, we're doing Conk on Earth first, right? (laughs) And with that, hello everyone and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Stina. Hey, Christina, what are we doing today? (laughs) We're doing Conk on Earth, Danielle. Okay. And I just... Do we have a, do you have an opener? I do. All right. Are you ready for this? Oh, all right. Because I have, all right. You go first. And then, and then if, if you don't do the opener that I'm going to do, I'm going to do my opener. Okay. This is my only thought when I was watching Kunk on Earth, because this is not the first time we've done a mockumentary on the show. We have done many, many a mockumentary. Yeah, we I'm did gonna... Parks and Rec. We did The Office. Uh, um. How's um, what we do in the shadows. Yes, that's right. Um, and then these two in particular, which I'm going to pose a question to you. Okay. Imagine a sit-down interview with Philomena Kunk, Zach Galifianakis, and Borat. Oh, my God. Between Two Ferns <laughs> and Borat. That's right. We did Between Two Ferns. I forgot about that. Because this gave me Between Two Ferns vibes but I was thinking Borat, so yeah, we're on the same page. All on the same page, but imagine that conversation between those three. I can't really throw in the other shows that we were talking about because that was more, that doesn't have a single narrator who's on a mission to discover the world. Right, right. I feel like it would be a never-ending game of hot potato. That's <laughs> hot, what that conversation would be hot like. Hot potato, hot potato. Here we go. Speaking speaking of uh, singing and joyous times, um, I have we I have some news. We have we have almost successfully made it a year around the sun because April third will be um, the one year anniversary that I've been married. I made it. I survived. Oh, I thought you were talking about this podcast. I'm like, we have been doing this no, for more than a year. We've been at this. We're like preteens at this point. Yeah. Yeah. In, in podcasting years. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, yes, it's going to be the first wedding anniversary. What, I know, it's crazy. Are you going to make but more a, importantly. Are you going to make them a paper hat? Isn't oh, the, right, because it's the paper. I got I got something on my sleeve. Are you going to wrap the whole apartment in paper? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he would love that. I'm sure he would. Keep unwrapping. You'll find the present eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a definite way to... Not make it to year two. (laughs) (laughs) No, but more importantly, the date, April 3rd, specifically in the year 2023. Do you want to take any guesses to what else that that day or time or year could signify? I don't know. I'm really bad at numerology. It's 34 years after the pop song Pump Up the Jam was released. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Can I tell you that's one of Nicholas's favorite songs? Me too. <laughs> he loves that song. It just reminds me of being younger and doing like pep rallies. Like mm-hmm. you, you feel oh, yeah. like pep rallies. Any If you've ever been to a sporting event in the 90s, that song was probably playing. Like it is, it is, it does indeed pump up the jam. 
It's a Jock Jams staple. It's a Jock Jam staple? You don't remember Jock Jam CDs? We were just talking about this, actually, at Nick's sister and brother-in-law's house, Jock Jams. Yeah. Jock Jams, that song was on it. It takes two to make a thing go right. The Tootsie Roll. (laughs) All that's on Jock Jams. I have a Jock Jam CD somewhere. It's red and white. (laughs) I can't say I ever had a Jock Jam CD when I was younger. Oh, I loved it. The closest thing I came to that was, like, the Space Jam soundtrack. That's pretty much, yeah. It's okay. a Jock Jam. <laughs> that is, pretty much. the whole Space Jam soundtrack is a Jock Jam. Yeah, I now I want to watch, sp- Ooh, It's on HBO right, right now. All right. We, <laughs> not right. Okay. I'm not going to say anything else. You know, someone's birthday is coming up and maybe you can pick Space Jam. I know. I know. <laughs> Since I still do not know yet what your birthday pick is. I I don't either, but I'm getting closer. <laughs> You're getting closer every day. Every day. Every day indeed. Um, before we go into this, can I can I just tell you, if you haven't looked at my Instagram story in the last 24 hours, um, Dave, for the very first time, had come to watch me play volleyball. Um, and all I did was get yelled at on the ride home that I'm, that I need to take it easy and that I'm too competitive. I mean, and that there are, there, there were, there were too many people who were just trying to have fun. I was like, well, I was trying to have fun too. And he was like, but I think you were having too much fun. (laughs) You guys have made it to the paper anniversary and Dave is just realizing that you're too competitive. Seven years, seven years later, he finally... Came, came to see me play volleyball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know if the story's up anymore, but there was a lovely have a he, lovely piece. Has he never played Wii Bowling with you and your mother? Does no. he not know how competitive <laughs> you two are? <laughs> I don't think I've played Wii Bowling since the last time we played Wii Bowling. I know, and I just gave up, and you guys were like, what is wrong with you? I just, I needed to figure out how to get a strike. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to do it. But I can't figure out how to bowl a strike normally so i don't know what the fuck i thought i was gonna do with a remote in my hand i will never forget when we golf told me to give up they're like no you're done stop trying to hit this ball Mm. i will never forget when my father was alive and decided to do um pitch a ball so fucking hard that he almost threw himself into our glass door in the den so you completely lost his balance my mother's like it's not a real fucking game (laughs) So you guys are competitive. You're competitive on both sides of your your parents, your parental units. Yeah, my, my but you know my mom. My mom's like I'm not. And then all of a sudden it's like, how did we get here? Yeah. How did we get here? And then my my dad was my dad played sports like his entire life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's that's the, those are the two updates that I have. But Dave is just realizing you're so competitive. Come on. Oh, no, no, no. I think he always knew, but like this, I, I think he really, he really might have seen it in action. I was honestly just having fun. Yeah. Like that was me having fun. Like I wasn't like, okay, there, I've made a person, I've made an enemy on the other side of the net. Like yeah, it wasn't anything like that. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a very good sport. Like I don't, I don't tolerate bad sportsmanship, poor sportsmanship <laughs> at all. But 
I thought I was just having fun, but I guess my version of fun is his version of, um, as he put it, a nuclear bomb. <laughs> so, oops. Whoopsies. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Kunk on Earth. Just wanted to share that with you. Okay, so we're watching Kunk on Earth. It's available on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It yes. is a Netflix original in association with the BBC. Any awards? Uh, it was not. Uh, there was a nomination at the BAFTAs for a female performance in a comedy program. Program is spelt out with additional M and E because it is British. Um, ah. That is for Diane Morgan. So hit us with your uh, summary. All right. I mean, this part's going to be like loosey-goosey because there's not... We're going to be quick with this. I don't see this being a long episode. And if you think that this is a long show, oh, it's not. No, it's like five, what is it, five to seven episodes? I think it's only five. Five episodes, and she makes a joke about how if you haven't been patient or paying attention for these 29-ish minute episodes. So, Yeah, yeah. They're short. They're short. A series that very much walks us through planet Earth experience from its early days until now, except everything is done through British satire and dry humor. (laughs) So our main character, lead narrator, only person who's talking to us is uh, Philomena Kunk, played by Diane Morgan. Uh, She's looking to discover the world. It's the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. I don't really think there's a climax. No. Oh, well, okay. So if I had to really search for one, you know, by the end of the last episode, Kunk travels through time and lands uh, to modern day with the invention of computers. She asks the questions, are we in a simulation? Will civilization collapse? Will computers delete us? If so, how will we get out of the recycling bin? The answer is, who's to say? I mean, I just put the ending was that we ended with modern day technology. Yeah. It cut to her in a green screen and being like, that looked good. Okay. See ya. Bye. You're gonna, and she said, you're really going to make it look like I've been to these places. <laughs> so yeah, maybe that's the, that's the very end. Okay. So on IMDb, it was an 8.1 out of 10. The Metacritic Metascore was an 82 and the user score was a 7.2. Do you want to guess the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes? I want to guess the critic score. I don't know. Take a guess. A 98. 100%. Oh! 100% show, according to the critics. The <clears throat> audience gave it an 86%, however. Why? Well, if you'd like me to segue into my review, I was like, huh, this is surprising. So let me read a bad review. Okay. This is a half star out of five stars. So the lowest possible score without giving it zero stars. I was extremely disappointed that this, quote, gut-busting comedy, end quote, with such a high Rotten Tomatoes rating, barely prompted a chuckle from me. (laughs) Starting to think that all the five-star ratings are silly and contrived, just like the show. I felt compelled to set up an account to put the counter-argument. Yeah, Morgan Kunk is monotonous, boring, and one-dimensional, delivering the banal script without any animation. 
I know this is meant to be part of the concept, but it just seems lazy and uninspired. The show tries to entertain like Borat, but his cultural uh, naivete, naivete carries the interactions while Kunk's boneheadedness is grating and unfunny. Wild. A wild review written by this person. Now I'm going to say something that's all in good fun. <clears throat> Go ahead. <clears throat> jest. With, with jest, is this person American? I have no idea. Because I feel like they might be American. I don't have the geolocation of this person, but I do, I, you know, I don't like the review, but I do like the use of boneheadedness. I haven't, I haven't been called a bonehead in, in quite some time. <laughs> Just reminds me of that John Mulaney skit. That guy's a bonehead. <laughs> there it is. Always got a reference. I found it. We, we quoted him this episode again. <laughs> um, and the only reason I say that is because I feel like a lot of Americans don't like British humor. And so it just makes sense to me that this person wouldn't get it because a lot of times it just goes right over their head. See, but I feel like if we're, I mean, he brings a Borat. Borat's a completely different style. But I feel like Between Two Ferns has the same pacing as the show, and he's American, and that's an American show. The only difference is he's interviewing celebrities as opposed to her, who's really just fucking with the intelligentsia of Britain, and it is so good. Well, that's it. I mean, like, you have people here who take themselves so seriously. Too seriously, yeah. Um, but I don't know because she does a lot of jokes, like, as she's looking at the camera. Like, she's just, it's like constant material. Oh, she's whereas she's, between, when she's just solo, you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And between two ferns, it's not like that. The, 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 the funny part is only during the interview. So he's kind of like prepping you. For it, and it's it's much more uncomfortable because his questions are so out of left field, and hers like get to left field. Like she's sometimes she starts with something that's like a legitimate question, and then it's just like, how did we get here? Talking about her mate Paul and her ex Sean, love that. But I do. She's an improv genius for messing with these people and getting the reactions that she gets out of them, and then just working with their emotions. Oh, I agree. Okay. Sorry. And my review. Go ahead. My, my review is an 8 out of 10. Okay. And it's titled, Pump Up the Jam. That was a okay. good, that was a good impression of that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, irreverent, downright funny. It's a mockumentary after all. It's the whole, <clears throat> sorry. It's the whole of human history in five short episodes. It's a refreshing tack, tack. Tack. Okay, it's a refreshing tack on our story through the millennia. What a story. Better still, what a storyteller Diane Morgan is. There's not a frame where I was either smiling or there's not a frame where I was either smiling or laughing. I think they meant to say there's not a frame where I wasn't either smiling or laughing. Yeah. Um, her delivery, thanks to the good guy or gal who made the script, is amazingly funny, which brings me back to is it scripted or is it improvised? But you learn a bit more of history 
while she entertains you with her quips and utterly nonsensical questions. <laughs> I bet she's the first one to get away with it, yet the viewers should thank her and the production staff, especially the writer, for bringing our living room this lively seminar on our history. Truly, as Philomena Kunk points out in the end, humankind is on a crossroads. Still, pop up the jam. Yep. So, so I don't know um, if, like, this is one of those things where I'm like, how much of this was improvised? Well, you know that her talking and just solo to the camera, obviously that is all, you know, written jokes for her. Um, sure. I'm sure she had joke questions prepared for her interviews. Um, and then from there, she just had to work off of people's reactions. Um, mm -hmm. One of my absolute favorite reactions, which I hope uh -oh. was improvised to segue into highs and lows, is finding out that nuclear bombs still exist and her just breaking down crying. And then she's yes, like, let's yes. talk about something a little bit more cheery. Do you like ABBA? And the guys, I love ABBA. <laughs> What's your favorite <laughs> song? Dancing Queen. <laughs> uh, oh, God. I, I agree. That was, that was one of my highlights. Or um, what was, she was asking the one person about someone's penis and then she started, the girl started laughing and Philomena's like, that's not funny. That's not yes. funny. I waited for fucking ever for somebody to break. And it was the woman with the pink hair and her name is Ruth Adams. So thank you, Ruth. I was <laughs> waiting for it the whole time. Yeah. She, I do love when they were get like they would get annoyed and be like I don't one guy got up in the first episode didn't he I don't remember I just remember that there was this one woman that every time she had an interview with her she just kept singing like music and that woman was like mm -hmm. <laughs> like just had the patience of a saint it really did she really did just test these professors patience professors mm -hmm. and historians and whatever else they are yeah i think most of them just take themselves a little too seriously I but agree. it took me it took me like an episode or two to get on board um because it's been a long time since i've watched something with this kind of humor yeah. so i had to like rewire my brain for a sec but like once i got there i was there for it did you think the religion episode was funny? I thought her yes. whole, all of her bits about Jesus, especially funny that uh, he was successful in a profession where his <laughs> the exclamation Jesus Christ is very um, like popular when you smash your finger with a hammer. I, that was a really clunky way of telling the joke, but you, <laughs> they did it a lot better than me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're recording this on a Friday night. Friday night, right. I have zero energy. Zero, my brain and my mouth are not incommunicado. It's all right. Did you have any lows? Um, I feel like some jokes were really, really corny. I'm not going to say every joke hit for me. Some were just like a shaking your head like, oh, God, that was so bad. I there were I feel like there were a variety of like that. There were some like uh there was some like 
Yeah. And then there were ones that got me. Yeah. Yeah. I It was an array of laughing and also like a, like a little bit of an eye roll. Yeah, I was going to say some eye rolling too. But maybe that's the point. I don't know. Perhaps. Perhaps. We are also getting trolled as the audience. <laughs> that's fine. Cool with it. <laughs> so what did you eat? So I was at... The Pompton Queen Diner this past weekend. Have you ever been to the Pompton Queen Diner? No. For anyone living, uh, listening who is in like the Butler, Bloomingdale, Pequannock, Pompton Plains area, Pompton Queen Diner on Route 23. Very, very good. Um, I had something called the Queen Salad. Since Pompton Queen serves the Queen Salad, been serving it since 1962, according to their menu. And I really liked it, so I decided to, when I went to Trader Joe's on my way home, to get the same ingredients so that I could make myself a queen salad for the rest of the week. So, I had spinach, kale. That was my own thing. That didn't come in. It's romaine at the Pompton Queen Diner. I did spinach and kale. Bell peppers, cucumbers, salami provolone. (laughs) Sliced okay. up in a salad, and then I had um, this Green Goddess salad dressing, but I got it from Primal Kitchen, not the Trader Joe's, because Trader Joe's goes bad a little too quickly for me. It does go bad. Very, you have to use it right away. Yeah. There's, like, no preservatives in it. No. It's delicious, but it does go bad very quickly. But they did start serving your salad 27 years prior to the pop hit. How about the jam? I'm so glad. Just in case you wanted to know. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know. Um, So, yeah, really good salad. I ended up, we were eating, well, like, we watched this a little bit over the course of a few days, but yesterday Dave made this really good pulled pork. Ooh. Yeah, and he made salsa, and he made mayo. Uh, He made And then he had it on, like, white bread. What happened? He made his own mayo? Yeah. Okay. And then he had his on uh, white bread. He toasted his white bread, and I toasted my Ezekiel bread, and we made, like, I made, like, an open-faced sandwich. Mmm. That yeah. sounds good. It was really good. Did you have an expectation for this? So first, let me say that we this was recommended to us by our friend Matt Hopkins. Yes. Thank you, Matt. So thank you. Thank you, Matt. Um, so, like... He, Matt never, I don't think Matt said anything. I think he just responded to the post that we made. Yeah, he did. And when you first hear the name, you're like, wow, what a name is this? And then I had Googled it and I saw that it was 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, okay. Um, When I first started watching it, I heard her voice. And then I had remembered, (laughs) this is a thing that happens in modern day. I'd heard her voice before because there was a sound bite of hers that started going around TikTok and then eventually to the other app, aka Instagram Reels, where it's, um, what do you think is more culturally significant, the Renaissance or Beyonce single ladies? And that was like a thing on the internet. So that's how I knew that. I was like, oh, that's where that's from. Okay. Um, I thought it was good. I liked it. I just wanted Mm -hmm. a little bit more. Well, I don't think it's over. 
No. On IMDb, it's showing 2022 and then just a line. I think it is going to be interesting if she does rely predominantly on uh, improv with these interviews, like getting people to do it and not knowing who she is. But then again, Borat's still running around, so... But this isn't the first one that she's done. She's done, like, Kunk on Britain. Oh, really? Yeah. This isn't, like, the first... This isn't her... This ain't her first rodeo. Uh, um, I don't know how many she's done, but I can see right away that there's a Kunk on Britain. I don't know if there's another one. Do you... Mm. I would love a mm, Kunk on America. Work for me. I'm sure that's coming. Yeah. I think, oh, Kunk on Britain came out in 2018. This one came out in 2022. So, yeah, maybe she does, like, specific countries moving forward or something like that. But, yeah. Did you have an expectation? Um, I I guess I thought, like, this was going to be more about, like, her experiencing those areas, not just, just, like, talking about them. Yeah. More like parts unknown. But it was more of just, like, a historical satire. Either way, I'm not... I'm not disappointed. No. Um, as far as my IRL moment goes, we already covered it. I, too, love ABBA. <laughs> Who doesn't love ABBA? I don't know. I, I don't think, want to be friends with them. I think everyone is finally realizing, yeah, we all love ABBA. Like, ABBA blew up so much on the internet that they came out with a new album. They, they came, did? Yeah, they came out of retirement. They're like, oh, well, you love our music so much. Let's put out new music. The internet oh, is wild. Yeah. Does that mean we're going to go see ABBA in concert? If you want to go see ABBA, I will see ABBA. I'll see ABBA. Okay. <laughs> there we go. We're going to see ABBA. Let's do it. Let's wrap this up so that we can go see ABBA. What's your IRL moment? Um, my IRL moment is when she threw in the um, little commercial for the spa and... Um, what was it? The resort in mm-hmm. wherever they were. I think it was Mexico, actually. Um, I, too, would keep my clothes on in a massage. I've never gotten a massage. and Really? No. I would uh, relate to the John... Uh, I was going to say John Krasinski. John Mulaney joke. Like, I undressed your comfort level, so I put on a cardigan, and I felt safe. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be able to do that. No. Full we'll, we'll just disclosure but you might need to perhaps well you'll figure it out but i did really think that was funny when she was gonna they wanted her to change out of her blazer and she's like yeah no (laughs) oh all right we did it so thanks everybody for listening check out the podcast um on instagram and twitter reach out to us hey it's two girls i'm on instagram and twitter at classic cena danielle's on instagram at danielle kobianki you can send us an email at Two girls watch TV at gmail.com, two is spelled out TWO, and check out the YouTube channel, Two Girls Drink Beer. All right, everyone, enjoy your weekends, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. What's up?